Oh yeah. No. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. She goes, Oh, how many Marvel movies are they going to make? It's getting so repetitive. I'm like, bitch, you just turned your finale into a trilogy. I don't want to hear oh, it. Oh my Lord. Yeah. You're now tuned into the One Shot Podcast hosted by Vincent and Johnny. This show contains movie spoilers, R-rated content, and Hollywood's hottest takes on movies old and new. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to the One Shot Movie Podcast, where we break down movies and we rate them on four different scales, acting, plot, overall, and rewatchability. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Johnny. Welcome back to the show. This is our first episode on Zoom in quite a while um yes. we have two really good guests uh that we've yeah i mean no for a last couple of months so introduce yourself guys so howdy my name is jess also known as the cosmonaut uh, uh yeah i've been knowing these guys for a little bit get to know them and yeah going on guys my name is nick um you know, I I host my own uh, Devil's Hockey podcast, so this is a little bit of a different change of pace. But you know, the last couple of months we got to know uh, these three guys, and it's been a whole lot of fun. So I'm excited to uh, dive in. Gotta say, it has been a lot of fun, hasn't it? It's been it it's been it's been wild though. It has yeah. been, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Um, <laughs> and this obviously wouldn't be possible without the Dead Podcaster Society. Of course, uh, got to mention to that. Um, so thank you to the dead podcasters for everything. And uh, let's get this episode rolling. So what movie do we you have? You know what? Today? Let's let's actually real quick. Let's give a special shout out to uh, Rob Quick. Um, he's actually the one that created the dead podcaster society, actually brought us all together. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to give him a special thank you. Um, yeah, I know sure, he's. Rob. He's not going to be with us at, at school anymore. Either will John, but that's a different story. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, just a special thanks to Rob. Hey, there we go. We got yep. the pin rocking. I have yes, my sir. I have my medal right here. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it. It's blocked by a few things. All right. Here we go. I have my medal that we got. Beautiful. And then we yeah. have on the back. It yeah, is so blurry. Yeah, I can't see that. Know, but <laughs> I'm trying, but uh, you know, it 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 says some nice stuff on it. Yeah, pretty cool. So thank you to Rob. Thank you to the Dead Podcasters for making this happen. Yeah. So to this episode, we are reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Oh my god, dude! This movie. what an adventure! What a fantastic culmination of the series. Um, oh my god. Uh, this awesome. This was a perfect end to the Guardian series. I have to say, it was beautiful and perfect, perfect way to uh, end end the Guardians. I guess the original Guardians, their story. Yeah, yeah. So, and then yeah. I have to add, this is the first movie I actually went out to cinemas to see in a while. And yeah. honestly, I'm really glad I did because I it was a great experience through and through. Like honestly, I don't think I would have rather seen anything else for a first time in a theater in a while. And mm-hmm. I was telling Johnny you or this earlier, but I went to see it in a theater in Sparta. Now this place is fucking weird. Wait, did you go to? Did you actually go to Sparta theater? I did. Oh my god! You know oh. what I'm talking about? Oh, of course I know what you're talking about. Vinny, we lost your cam. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. All right, plug her but, uh... in. 
So <laughs> as I was saying, so this place is in like the weirdest location. It's got a Panera next to it. And it's like shares a front door with a realtor's office. So you walk into it and then you got to go down like four flights of stairs. It is probably the sketchiest movie theater you will ever go. To. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I walked into that place and I'm like, I hope I don't get robbed, stabbed, or locked into this place. Oh, yeah. There used to be... So the Panera used to actually be above it. Yeah. And you would go down the stairs, and there was also actually arenas on the other side of it as well. Well, there used to be. Yeah. And then I get into the theater. There's two other people there. Oh, that that was... I got to say, that was the best thing about it. You would have an empty movie theater every single time. The last movie I saw there was uh, Endgame, actually. Oh, my oh God. okay. Because, like, I was like, okay, I'm, I either got to see it right now or I'm not seeing it for another week, and I cannot wait a week. Right. Yeah. No, I went opening night for that. I think the crowd the, was crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I saw was, that early. Yeah. Lucky I, you. I was down in uh, Washington because um, my sister had an internship, so we were going and we were um, we were going to pick her up, so we were just spending the the, like, week or weekend there. And I was so I was so mad too because I was like I swear to God if we don't go see Endgame I will lose my <laughs> fucking mind. <laughs> so, um, my mom who wasn't really she hasn't she hadn't seen any of these yet. So she went out with with one of my sister's friends and just like kind of shopped around and did all that stuff while me my dad and my sister went and saw Endgame. And I come out of the theater. And my eyes are bloodshot red from the tears. And my yeah. mom's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> like, fucking Iron Man died. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. But um, if we can jump back to Guardians here, um, yep. let's start breaking it down. So this, the genre of this movie is action, adventure, and comedy with a runtime of two and a half hours. And it was released May 5th, 2023. Yeah, I mean... It's uh, rated PG-13, um, and it has something very, very special in it that I'm assuming we're going to talk about later on. Yeah. Um, but the plot of this movie uh, is still reeling from the loss of Gamora. Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. Wow, that gave me chills reading it. That actually gave me chills. Just knowing, yeah. just knowing the plot of this movie and mm-hmm. and everything, that it gave me chills reading that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I gotta add for yeah. being a PG thirteen movie, it's it's metal as all hell. Oh, it's. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, it's pretty fucked up. It's yeah, like. like it, Honestly, it's like verging on that PG thirteen to that R rating. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. If they added just a little more effect to it and made it like actually bloody, it would have been rated R, which oh, I no would have been completely oh, yeah, okay yeah. with. Mm-hmm. But like, even still, it had it had its gory moments. Yo, yeah. Like which yeah. which surprised me. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Yeah. Um. So if we can jump forward into pacing, what do we think? Was this movie paced too fast, too slow, or was it just right? I mean, I think it was I think it was just right. It was 
it the fact that it told that whole story in in two hours and thirty minutes was incredible, and the they didn't like they didn't stay too long on like some of the like you know slower scenes or like you know plot developing scenes. They just kept everything moving, got to the point of uh, what they were trying to tell in the specific scenes, and I think it was paced perfectly. I have to agree with you there. Um, especially, especially like you were saying, like with those scenes that like didn't really mean as much like the scene on the, whatever the organ planet or whatever the hell that was, um, you know, they didn't spend too long on there, you know, they got what they needed and then they just had to find a way to escape. So, um, yeah. And and I like how it didn't follow the trend of like going three plus hours. Yeah. I need to. Like, like we were saying, it got the mission done. Like, whatever needed to happen, happened, and then you just kept moving forward. And it, although, like, the points where you jump back in time kind of jar it a little bit, like, you're telling two stories at the same time happening at two chronologically different points can yeah. kind of, like, slow it down a lot. I think they did that perfectly though. Like I think they, the, the way that they put everything together featuring past stuff. And then also the storyline that's going on now, I think it was done beautifully. See, I I like the concept of it, but I don't like the execution to be honest with you. Really? Um, I feel, I like the different scenes that we saw, but my only like gripe with it, I don't like the placement of some of the scenes where they go back in time because they'll just be like at the Orgo uh, Corp or whatever the, the that place was. Mm-hmm. And then it would just jump to a, a scene of Rocket in the past. It was kind of like just misplaced because it, to me, it seemed like they would just finish a scene that had nothing to do with Rocket and then it would just jump cut to Rocket. So, But I think the whole yeah. point of that was because they were telling his backstory and because that, you know, he's dying you no, know I get that. It, it's supposed but... to be like his movie I, we i mean also I need to realize that you're telling also besides rocket story you're telling the story of the other guardians yeah. in that moment at the same exact time yeah. and i think they give each of the characters their own perfect moment that just fits their character so well and really just again like you said made it a great ending to the guardians franchise yeah 100 percent. yeah so um for me i think the pacing it was good i don't have any like real issues with the pacing i feel like it was it was good uh they didn't really drag out too many scenes um they like you said they they had a mission they completed it they they moved on um i feel like it was pretty good so talking about <laughs> i don't know um uh, let's jump into the cast uh, Vinny, if you want to start with our first character here, cool. Because uh, I was not gonna try to pronounce the second person. Yeah. Um, so we have Chris Pratt as Peter Quill. He's known for Parks and Rec, the Jurassic World franchise, Super Mario Bros., which wasn't as bad as I expected. So I was, I, I was, I was I expecting it. a lot worse, honestly. Really? Um, and it was, it was very good. I have to say, it was, it was an enjoyable movie. I thought it was pretty I good. I still have not seen it. No, there have I. It was, <laughs> I mean, you guys can watch it on streaming service or, uh, you know, you know how we watch it. Yeah. You know how we watch our movies. Yeah. Um, 
Legally downloaded it from China. It wasn't bad though, honestly. Like I enjoyed no, it. No, it wasn't terrible. But and it I wasn't liked, great. Right. And I liked all the like things that they like subtly did. You know, they put the the Mario music behind it, or yeah. like they, I just didn't enjoy how it's like. Okay, Mario and Luigi are from the real world, and then there's this other world, the Super Mario world, and I'm like, well, that's not that's not really true. You think also after the first Super Mario movie, they would learn their lesson? <laughs> yeah. Well, at least they made this one animated. Or yeah, at least about any, or just about any video game adaptation of a movie that basically has sucked over the last what 30, 30 plus years. Nick, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uncharted was great. I'm not saying that one. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, the first two Mortal Kombat movies are literally dog shit. Oh yeah, but the, I like the one that, that I like the one that just came out recently. It was very, it was very uh, quick and like it, it was. Way too quick, I think, in my opinion. But I it thought it was okay. Thought it was I decent. Mean, it was good. Here's my thing with the first two Mortal Kombat movies: they are so bad, they're good. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I agree with that. They, Darknado. They, they have that eighties uh, cheese to them that just like stains it through and through, but it just makes it so memorable. <laughs> like you point out a scene in that movie, you know, oh, it's from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Um, but if we can jump forward, the next character we have Chukwudi uh Wuji as the high evolutionary, and he is known for John Wick Chapter Two and the Peacemaker TV show on HBO Max, now known as Max. He was in John Wick Chapter Two. I gotta look that up now. Yeah. Uh, honestly, not a huge like A list B list actor, but it was no. in like some decent small projects, mainly some TV shows. Um, nothing like super substantial. So also, John Wick Chapter Two was fucking, or John Wick Chapter Four was fantastic. Yeah, we did. We lost your video again. Yeah, I know. I'm working um, on it. So, do one of you guys want to read the next character up here? Yes, Bradley Cooper as Rocky Raccoon, also known for Stars Born, American Sniper, American Hustle, Dungeons and Dragons, The Mule, and many, many more. He's in some really good projects, to be honest. I really enjoy yeah. what he's done. Um, I think one of the underrated roles that he's had is American Sniper. Yeah, um, that's a really, really good, really good movie. That's oh. that's without a doubt. Like, I think that movie just tells Chris Kyle's story through and through perfectly in terms of like yeah. showing not only like how he was as a soldier, but showing him like try to uh, reintegrate himself back into like human society after doing everything yeah. he did. Yeah, no. That whole movie was perfect. And you are correct. It is like super underrated and does not get talked, talked about enough. Definitely I, I feel like you guys are going to be pissed at me, but I've never seen American sniper. I don't blame you for not seeing it though, because it's yeah. not really known. I heard about it and I was like going to watch it back in high school when like, I think it first came out. Yeah, but I just never got around to. It. Okay, that's not it's not bad though. It's really it's pretty good. Yeah, it um, is a very good movie. All right, so Nick, do you want to read who is up next? Yeah, don't don't make fun of me for probably butchering this name. <laughs> um, so we have Palm, uh, Clementiev. I probably butchered that, but as Mantis. Um, so she was known for uh, Old Boy Thunder Force, and she played Lexus in Uncut Gems. 
Yeah. See, uh, I I don't remember Uncut Gems that much. I try to forget that movie. I really didn't like that Sandler yeah, movie. Not gonna lie. I disagree. That movie is really good. <sighs> I, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe so. it requires a rewatch. But I think it does. It's long. It's long. I'll give yes. you that. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's not bad at all. I don't know. Just not my, not my ideal Sandler movie. No, Hustle was fucking phenomenal though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. I just want to keep moving because we have a lot of cast members before we jump yeah. into everything else. Um, up next, oh, we have Dave yeah. Batista as I what I put Drax the father uh, instead Very of Drax nice. the destroyer. Fucking nice little uh, touch. So he is known for obviously the WWE or WWF, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, the new movie Knock at the Cabin, which I really still want to see, um, and Glass Onion, which was really really great. Wait, why is yes. it WWF now? No, it was. Years ago, it was oh, WWF wow, before wow. it became WWE. Yeah. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, uh, Knock at the Cabin. I really want to see uh, something that's kind of piqued my interest. Another uh, M Night Shyamalan movie. Exactly. That's what last I one I saw was old, and that one was just it was I heard too it, much for me. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, it wasn't good. It like towed a line of like being like shocking and just being like, this is obscene. Yeah, no, I didn't care for it at all, to be honest with you. But like me either, like halfway through the movie, I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, because you pretty much spelled it out from the beginning. I knew the two kids was just gonna walk away like that. Yeah, but who knows how Knock at the Cabin's gonna be? I don't know. I want to see it. So I got better hopes for it. Yeah, I don't know about Knock at the Cabin. It's not. It's not like pulling me in that much. That's the thing about cinema nowadays. Is like not too many are like reeling me into the theaters anymore. Well, because they all... tell you the whole story in, in the fucking trailer. In the trailer, yeah. That's what you know I'm what saying. I mean? And it's basically just yeah. all like reboots. I know. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like I'm a big I'm a big Evil Dead fan. I still haven't seen this new movie because I'm kind of like, I don't really know if I want to go. Not gonna back. lie, yeah. the trailer scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's like, you know, you take out the whole concept of it with the fact that the cabin is basically a main character of the Evil Dead, except for obviously the third one, and then you just take that out, and it's just the book, and they're just in like an apartment. And then, hey, yeah, you're, evil... you're, spe- you're speaking gibberish. To yeah, me, I don't know. To be <laughs> and then My bad. Evil, My evil bad. happens, big battle ensues, and then next thing you know, someone's dying. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, a lot of sounds about right. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but up next, we have Karen Gillan as Nebula, known for Selfie, Jumanji 1 and 2, and Doctor Who. Never seen Doctor Who. Could she, care she less. She was in that. the uh, 38 episodes of that TV show. So I was like, oh, that's pretty substantial. So that is... we might as well add that in. I've never watched it, though. Yeah, so. no, me neither. Um, who do we have up next? We have so... Vin Diesel as Groot, known obviously for the Fast and the Furious franchise. The Chronicles of Riddick, and if you didn't know it, Bloodshot. I have to say, when I first saw Bloodshot, I liked it, but now I'm seeing <laughs> clips on TikTok and I'm like, this CGI is terrible. Yeah, I'm like, ne- this is so bad. I had no interest in seeing it. I uh, thought it was interesting. I really did. Isn't it? Isn't it based on like the Dark Horse comic? Yeah. Or it, yeah. I think he has his, its its own comic. Yeah, really? something like that. Hmm. But. Yeah, Did you I'm hear they're making for... Fast X into a fucking trilogy now? No, yes. really. Yes, I did hear oh that. Oh my god! What one of the guests I had 
on one of my zip tours at work mentioned that. I'm like, you got to be fucking joking. <laughs> and did you did you fucking hear what the 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 um the Vin Diesel's um I guess wife girlfriend in the movie? Did you hear what that actress said to a reporter? Oh yeah, no. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. She goes, oh, how many Marvel movies are they going to make? It's getting so repetitive. I'm like, bitch, you just turned your finale into a trilogy. I don't want to hear it. Oh, my Lord. On top of that, there's an endless amount of comic books to go off of. Exactly. Everything. It's like, like, how many times can you shoot a car in a fucking space and expect (laughs) something different? Yeah, like, how did they not end it there? A car went into fucking space. (laughs) What are you going to do to top that? You know, that that reminds me... That reminds me about the new Transformers movie. Fucking oh my robot God. beasts. What the fuck Bro. is that about? Well, that is I a whole saw, thing. Shut yeah, I up. Saw a Transformers for it. Transformers needs to stop too. It did for a while, at least. I know. It should have stayed well, there. It needs to now, fucking hold on, stay hold dead. On. Hold on. I saw the 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 preview for it when I saw it today. And I have to say, I'm hoping that it's like a soft reboot of it because it, it looks okay. No, it doesn't. No. It, it is a, whole a soft reboot. Me. It needs it, to stop. But this is the thing, though. What they're doing is they're setting up for because Transformers has this whole Beast Wars thing. They're setting up for that, which okay. hey, I commend them. Well, that there's that, but I commend Boys. them for actually like switching it up as opposed to. Let's see how many times we can just fucking go save the world from some random terrorist that just pops up so, out of nowhere. First, the first three the moon's with haunted Shia. Again. First three, Shia LaBeouf. I'll take those. I'll take those any day. Fuck this new shit. They should have stopped after the after Shia wow. was like, I'm done. They didn't need to make a Bumblebee spinoff. They didn't need to fucking do anything else. The Bumblebee spinoff and, and I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But that fucking shit can suck my nuts i'm sorry but these need to stop i have a i have a hatred towards that movie because uh one of the people Mm -hmm. i was friends with at the time wanted to really go see because he's a big transformers guy and we end up seeing it over into the spider-verse and to this day i'm like i wasted fucking 20 dollars of my life to go watch, when you to go could... sit through two and a half hours or more of that bullshit excuse of Bumblebee's backstory, which I did not give a shit when about. When you could have watched a Damn. 10 times what? better movie. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. And then I went oh and saw God. Spider-Verse twice. And I was like, yep, I, I spent like $25. And you should have dropped, dropped him as a friend after that. Well, he, yeah. he was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Um, just moving it forward here. Uh, <laughs> who do we have up next, guys? Uh, so we have Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. Um, he's best known for Were the Millers, The Maze Runner, and Detroit. So I mean, Were the Millers is like top it's five cr- comedy movies for me. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. It's honestly crazy to think that he's the same person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's honestly also insane. True. It's it's strange. It's so oh, strange. He's so funny. He's so funny in that movie. <laughs> if yeah, no, no a spider doubt. bit my ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Um, but who, uh, up next, we have Sean Gunn as Craglin, and he's known for the Suicide Squad and the Belko experiment. Also the, the first two Guardians as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, up next, we have Zoe Zaldana as 2014 Gamora, not to be mistaken with the Splat Gamora. 
Um, she's known for Avatar, Star Remember, Trek. She's not dead, but she's and, dead to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Avatar, Star Trek, and the Atom Project. And uh, I'm also assuming Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. Yeah, I, um, I don't even know. I haven't yeah, I seen so, it. Neither have I. Yeah. I was like, I, I'd like to watch that movie uh, in the comfort of my own home so I could... um. You know, if I have to get up to go to the bathroom during that yeah. like three hour plus yep. movie, I can. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Did you hear that they're gonna release like uh, a what, VFX cut? cut of, oh. and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like five hours long. No, good we don't need lord, it. we don't need it. I mean, granted, I I did watch the the Schneider cut in in one sitting, but uh, so did I, and it was ass. terrible. Yeah. We actually still have that episode. To release, we, <laughs> we have it yet to put almost we a year have, ago. We have yet to edit it or put it out yet. Yeah, <laughs> but um, just been refusing to. Yeah, that's I, I I don't understand the the appeal of like those types of movies being like three hours plus. I'm like I understand you want to tell your story the way you want to, but it's like as a person, it is very hard to hold in going to the bathroom for fucking three and a half oh, hours. Yeah, of course. I held it for Endgame, and that was difficult. Yeah, <laughs> like let, let me tell you, the Batman. Oh, my. I've only I've only seen it once, and I refuse to see it again just because it's three plus three hours. I just I just kept losing interest in the Batman. I had to I yeah. had to pee so bad towards the end when they were doing the whole thing in uh, what was Madison Square Garden, and right. I was just like mm-hmm. I was like, all right, come on, let's wrap this up. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, how many how many more things can happen before before you end this movie? So yeah, right. So since we're on the topic of DC, I tried explaining the Flash movie to my dad, and he was like, "What are they doing?" He's like, "What is it?" And I go, "They should have done." And I even said this. I said they should have done just the reverse Flash for this movie. They should have just done the reverse Flash. They didn't no. need to do Flashpoint. They didn't need to do this fucking. Get rid of Superman, add Supergirl, add another Barry Allen, add it. another Batman, add this. I'm like, they didn't need to do that. They should have just kept the reverse flash. They should have kept the backstory of the reverse flash, and they should have just done something with that. I thought that would, I just think that would be such a better movie. And then maybe the second one, add Flashpoint. Don't yeah. start with Flashpoint. Flashpoint's the hardest fucking storyline to tell in a movie. Well, I mean, for starters, you could also, you know, recast your psychopath of an actor, lead actor yeah. for the movie. But there, there's that. That's we've, true. We've talked about that. We talked much. about him countless yeah. times. Yeah. But uh, let's let's keep it moving here. Um, obviously, this movie is directed by James Gunn. Uh, he is now moving on to going to go to the DC universe. Uh, he's going to take charge there and kind of set them up for the future. Um, we wish Everybody- him luck kind of everybody thinks that he's gonna like revive the dc universe but i don't think as as good as good a director as you are i'm sorry i don't think it's ever gonna happen you literally have to just start from scratch yeah and they they and they they won't but they're not they are though The, the whole concept of the flash though is the fact that they're restarting everything yeah why how are there? you rest? How are I you know gonna- that's that's what I'm thinking. Why start there? How are you gonna restart everything when you you bring in Ben Affleck? 
you bring in Michael Keaton, you bring in, uh, I get it. The, the, the only new thing is the Supergirl. But how are you going to restart when you're bringing back all these old characters? I guess for like one last hurrah. What is, Dude, what is starting? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I, I just, I don't know. The thing I think though with him doing this, like, I think it. I think it does hurt Marvel because he's he's worked with all these characters and he's done a great job with the characters. But the other thing with that though is he knows the superhero mo and he's done it well countless times. So I think him going there to kind of help with that could hopefully, and I say this in bold bold letters, hopefully. <laughs> revive the fucking disaster that is the DC universe because I have been, you know, we can only have of times to <laughs> experience this piece of shit movies. Yeah. yeah we, can, no. we can only hope we could use a good Superman movie. We Man, could we really good. could. Yeah. yeah. I really want a new one, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Anywho. Not in the next couple of years, at least. Yeah. No, I know. But, um, if we want to move forward into some visual effects from this film, uh, bring it back to Guardians. Um, yeah. What do we think of some of these visual effects? Because I thought they were fantastic. I thought they were great. They were honestly. all great. Yeah, they 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 were just beautiful and and uh, even they were even beautiful. They were horrifying. <laughs> they were like perfectly. They were every. They were yeah exactly. They were just like, everything. You, get one side of spectrum all the way to the other one it was just great yeah yeah and i know a lot of people oh sorry you know uh finish what you were saying i know a lot of people have been on marvel recently about their visual effects and how they've been like completely dog shit so i'm glad that we had a good film yeah that had some at least decent visual effects like this one was good but like Everything else recently, TV shows and whatnot have just been really, really bad. So I'm glad but, we got something that was like good. You know, yes, we have visual effects, but a lot of this stuff was practical. They yeah, actually no, broke. They actually broke a record for how how uh how many cosmetics that they used. Oh my god! I, I was watching the credits. The number of like makeup artists that they had on the yeah. it was yeah. insane. Well they they lit they they broke the record for um like like uh facial or prosthetics. Prote- yes prosthetics that's the word I was looking for. I couldn't um they yeah they broke a record for like however many used in a movie. Which I think cool. I think is super interesting. Which is crazy because they have so many different like looks so many different species like literally they made everything and anything here yeah like, yeah, like you just look at the high evolutionary for example they literally yeah. pulled his face off i know that was really cool um for me one note on visual effects was the scene where the children the animals were like boarding the, the planet nowhere and yeah. the cgi just all the animals and the, the bridge itself just looked really good so, I, yeah, um, I think that was that was. Fantastic. I think that might have been the peak oh, yeah. of the visual yeah. effects. Yeah, just because there was so much going on. But okay, uh, I want I, I need somebody to explain this to me. Uh, so the top I, bullet I, point. I noticed this when I was uh, just 
squeezing by the credits mm-hmm. and it's waiting for the post credit scene was in the special thanks they thanked uh garbage patch kids like collectible cards um... so i'm like oh that explains a lot because i think they did take inspiration from a bunch of them for from garbage patch kids oh, interesting i did not i didn't even know that to be honest and also um i think there was also a few in like when Gamora was going through his backpack, I think there was a couple in there yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There was. Yeah. I do. I do remember that. Um, Anybody else have any notes on some of the visual effects, GFX or anything like that? No, I think they were all just really, really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the consensus for everybody here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we can jump into some cinematography, which was really good for this film. Um, it was fantastic. Yeah. I have really only one note, to be honest. Uh, just something that sticks out above everything else that I need to mention. Um, I think the best shot scene in this entire film was the corridor fighting scene with Hands the entire down. team. Hands um, down. You had slow-mo, tons of action, gore, bunch of visual effects, um, people or robots getting cut in half. It was just it was a perfect culmination of what the Guardians are, and we didn't have that scene in this movie yet because we have it at the beginning of guardians 2 where they're fighting those big the big things and then you have it in guardians mm-hmm. 1 but we were missing it and then we finally got it and that was just uh really perfect yeah and i think i think because it was all shot in one sequence in in one shot um i think it just it <laughs> it, it made the it just made the movie better and the whole scene better in itself yeah john's getting a little sleepy over here that that i am (laughs) yes um what do you guys think about some of the cinematography some of the shots that were done the one scene where uh adam warlock was flying through uh counter earth i thought that was Mm -hmm. like some of the coolest shots really good well they did like they did multiple angles right yeah yeah Yeah. It it was really good and like where they like stabilize some of the shots on him as he's flying, which is awesome and like brought up that moment a little bit more. I gotta say, super cool. So, so I'm actually, I have it running right now. Oh my god, hold on, <laughs> Jesus, man, get a grip. Oh, brother. Um, so I actually have the movie running right now. Uh, and I just saw something that was actually really, really cool. So they're at Orgo Corp right now. And you know when Mantis yep. and Drax are spotted on the security camera? Yes. So I actually just watched. Oh. So it's it's the it's this uh the monitor of Mantis and Drax, and it's a quick little quick little pullback, and it shows uh James Gunn's wife and somebody else, and they're like, Oh, isn't that aren't we looking for the description? And the pullback of of that was just it was actually so good and i just saw it and i wanted to talk about it i thought it was fantastic i love the scene when they think they throw their suits in the uh, storage locker and like they're getting like interrogated and you just casually see them float on by through the (laughs) through the window yeah Yeah. it was perfect (laughs) let let me let me add a point on here chris pratt and nathan fillion they have great chemistry oh yeah Yeah. they just went off like one another perfectly because like if you really think about it, these two guys play like very similar roles in each of the things that they do. 
like oh, yeah. the billion, like in like what is it, the uh, LAPD or whatever that rookie. show is. Yeah, rookie. rookie. Yeah, rookie. Yeah, they they pretty much play similar characters, and seeing them together on the screen was like really cool to see because they just went off of each other really well. Yeah, especially I liked it a lot. this. The situation that they were in, yeah, with the guardians trying to, you know, infiltrate in. Some of them are acting like complete idiots. Oh my god! Like I... Drax <laughs> at that moment. Dude, I was that like, was, dude, that was come so on. funny. That <laughs> line be a little good. brighter than that. That that line was so funny. He's the boss's kid, you know. He's a little. Yeah, we got one of them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually just saw another another. Uh, really well done shot um it's when they're waiting for like the, the weird yeah the thing organ, to fall down. weird organ bowl um and gamora's holding holding uh the the person at uh gunpoint and it it's just like quick little pans and like i i'm i'm noticing a lot more of that now it's like they're they're doing like quick pans or like quick uh quick tilts or even just quick zoom outs and and it looks fucking phenomenal and it looks great um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have. Any other notes on cinematography before we move on? Nope, I got none. Uh, all right, so Jess, we'll leave this section to you, my friend. Yeah, we'll just sit <laughs> back and enjoy. All right, folks. As you know, I'm a music aficionado. So when you label a section on your script that says music, gotta let me have it, man. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. When that movie started and Creep by Radiohead starts playing, Come on. you already have me sold. So good. It was, like, the I soundtrack learned, was... That got me like teary-eyed. I was so happy. Yeah. And the rest of the music was just awesome. Oh, my and, God. Like, like, Since You've Been Gone by Rainbow was... That was fantastic. Great addition. Mm-hmm. Crazy on you. Oh my god. Dude, all I can think of when when so I was actually listening to the soundtrack earlier. Um and like now all I can associate the uh, crazy on you is just Adam Warlock flying through the sky, especially cuz especially yep. cuz TikTok has just ruined it. And it's it's oh you see god. Adam Warlock and it's like it just says like me at like 4 a.m. going to the fridge for a snack or something. <laughs> yep. And it's like it's like these things are just so funny. And like yeah. TikTok, it has just fucking raised the bar for some of these things. But and uh, then also with the way. music, the fact that they use it diegetically in the movie as like emotional points and moments that they hit is just awesome especially towards the end with the ipod or whatever that had the note said i went back to get this for you yeah yeah awesome because again especially what happens at the end of the movie is just the perfect send-off for it i i love the i have to say i love the part where um chris pratt puts in the earbuds and it's and it's no sleep till Brooklyn. But then, but then, but then it's just like it's just like you hear it in the background too. And then they all turn like, and then Rocket goes, "I'm done running." Turns around, music oh, is full, and it's just like, yeah. oh, it's so good. Like yeah. you hear it, you hear it in the background, and then 
And then you just hear Rocket go, I'm done running, turn around and start walking to the high evolutionary. Yeah. And then the music just goes full. And then you see the slow-mo walk. Ah, so fucking good. I just can't. Well, speaking of that song, there's actually a link between this movie and I knew knew Mario Bros. I knew somebody was going to bring it up. Well, obviously, we know Chris Pratt is starring in both. So I think that he had an influence on which songs make it into which movie. So technically, if you think about it, Mario Bros. came out first. So No Sleep Till Brooklyn was in Mario before. I guess I guess Guardians so. of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. Oh, well. But it op- I think it opened with No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Um, kind of. Yeah. And then this one kind of towards the end. So, yeah, I. I think it. I think it's. I thought it was funny because um, I saw a TikTok, and it's like you guys remember the the one episode of Phineas and Ferb where like Doctor Doofenshmirtz is like, if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have two nickels. But it's crazy that it happened twice. Yeah. So I see that. (laughs) So I see that meme, and it's a voiceover of that, and it's like, it's like. Chris Pratt being in two movies with <laughs> with No Sleep Till Brooklyn playing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's crazy that it happened twice. Yeah, it's it was, a lot, but it's strange that it happened twice. Yeah. It was funny, too, because like I saw that movie, and then um, obviously we were talking a little bit earlier when I went to go see uh, Blink-182 in, in Brooklyn. They finished their set, and, you know, at, like, every concert, they, like, you know, put on, like, house music or something to, like, as you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking no sleep till Brooklyn comes on. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's so but, funny. No, I think that song fit like perfectly with that whole scene. And I was, oh just yeah, like, I was like, I was like sitting there and I was like, I'm fucking hyped just listening to this and watching them. I know, right? Decimate everyone in the hallway. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That was Dude. so awesome. Oh, so good. Uh, we're gonna. Take a moment, mention some of the merch. Please go my merch because we're broke and we need Check to keep the we need to we keep the show going. Stuff. I actually have my desk mat right here. I so. have mine too, but I can't. Um, we need something to keep the lights on here. We gotta keep yeah. the lights on, guys. So if you like what you see from us, you want to see more, go click the link in our bio or our description to go to our store and I don't know if find we have... our new stuff. I don't know if we have one shot moviepodcast.com anymore. No, I know, but we have it's the, gotten too expensive. It'll be, the, it'll be the domain. Let's let's see. So uh we have lost we have lost okay. one shot we'll, movie we'll, podcast. We'll work it out. No. Holy shit, that was quick. It went somebody took that quick. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's a thing now? Somebody else is using it? Yeah. Somebody has our uh, has our thing now, dude. They wanted forty five dollars for us to continue our our uh, domain name. I'm like, are you out of your mind? What the hell? What, what the fuck is this? Oh, oh no, no, nobody got this. There's nothing there. Uh, it says this domain that. has expired. If you own this domain, contact your yeah. So it doesn't. It's I don't not know. Anything. Mine mine went to something. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but go buy merch anyway. Um, yeah, you know, t-shirts, hats, um, beanies, sweatshirts, zip-up sweatshirts. Maybe we'll drop some uh, some uh, tank tops for summer. Maybe we'll we'll Please see what we can figure out. We'll let you guys know. So, 
Um, Jess, buy a hat. You're you're a hat guy. Big hat guy. Buy a hat. I mean, they can get rid of that ugly hat, hat you have on now. Yeah, you can get oh, rid of. Oh wow! That just hat. drop drop a one shot movie podcast hat on top of my head. There we go. Perfect. Down you. That's that's your thing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but let's move forward into our next segment. Uh, let's talk about some of the acting. What do you guys think of how everybody did? Is there people who didn't do good? Are there people who did like amazing? I think everybody popped off in this movie. I think amazing. Yeah, I think it was fantastic. I think everybody did a great job. Any complaints about anything? No, no, I got nothing. I mean, no, not really. Fantastic job. Even like the characters that were on for like five seconds, like nothing. Like they all did great, and it all went like very smoothly, and they all played their roles perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can agree. I feel like normally I have an issue with um, the 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 actress who plays Mantis. I I guess it's cause, just because her character is normally really cold. Um, yeah, I honestly I liked her performance in this. It was pretty good. So yeah, I think she did great. Uh, it's been brought to my attention that Batista is very like stale and very like the same yeah. kind of character throughout all of the movies that he's in, and I've begun to see it but i think in this movie he did his his part very well and he did his job very well yeah no he was a little different oh, yeah. in this he wasn't super like yeah monotone and and and, know, and we see and we see you know character development towards the end of the film of why yeah. uh he's kind of like this in this movie yeah mm-hmm. i agree and uh, i think for all the moments that are in this movie there's different levels and every actor plays each one differently and they all do it really well. Nothing really like screams. This is out of character. Right. It all feels like it's all coming from one character sharing one brain with the actor. And it's all great. I think everyone. Yeah. Exceptional. I agree. Um, Moving forward into our next segment um, about the script. Who wrote the script? Obviously, it's James Gunn. And I really only have one note about the script, to be honest. I just felt like Adam Warlock's character seemed a little forced, and it just seemed like it was kind of unfinished because he was in it for a little bit, and then he disappeared for, like, three quarters of the movie and then doesn't do anything even when he's on screen until, like, the last couple minutes. And then he's just kind of lingering there. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, he starts the plot and then pretty much doesn't show up until he needs to finish it. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I for know. most movies, isn't how it's supposed to go. To, for me, I thought he was, like, the big bad until we I, saw the High Evolutionary. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was the villain for the longest time. But, I don't know, maybe they were tricking us, and, well, I guess now he's a guardian, so. yeah. Well, that's, like, a whole, like whole storyline where he does join yeah. the, the guardian, so I understand... I understand why he's there because obviously they're setting up for the the future of the Guardians franchise. Yeah. And but yeah, it's like, you know, like he shows up in the beginning out of nowhere and then they show like a couple scenes of him in the high evolutionary, and then it's just like he's not there until like the start of like the beginning of like act three and like the yeah, final. Until like counter. Yeah. 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 I know. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's what they did with him was a little underwhelming. I think more. I think my only issue with the script, and and I'm gonna be, 
as gentle as possible. I honestly hated that line at the end where Nebula goes, you're, you're, you're a dad or like whatever she says, like you were, you were never meant to be a destroyer. You were meant to be a dad. And I was like, all right. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind that. I thought it was kind of nice. Yeah. I was yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I didn't like it. It just seemed very predictable and very just like, eh, it's like, well, I remember. The reason why he's Drax the Destroyer is because his wife and his kids were killed. Yeah. And true. so that's why he's out there. It's because he's got a vendetta for those that wronged him. So yeah. at the end, the redemption of him is not being the Destroyer. He's being the father. Not to his own, but to another unto his own. I think in the script, though, with like some of the lines that were said, the interactions between Drax and Mantis in this movie were just spot on and oh, so yeah. funny yeah. throughout like the entire time. And then she's just yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I've made you forget like so many things." Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. it's, it's just like it's like yeah, I don't manipulate people. Forget. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the funniest part between the them two was um was that Orgo Corp where. She touches the guy and she goes, "You're oh my madly God. in love with him." <laughs> and he goes, and he's just like, "So what's your name?" Drax yeah. the Destroyer. Wow, that's such a strong name. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, it's like, why do you always do this? Yeah. Oh uh, boy. Um, but let's move forward into uh some Easter eggs. I know you guys had a couple here, so. So yeah, how are the ducks in it? And we actually get to see him a little longer now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is That's cool. Which is great. Which is what a lot of people were asking for. Last time we saw him was the end game. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. Um, I had one here just I feel like this is pretty widely known to be honest, but oh, yeah. um but the Chris Pratt had a fake body that they carried around. It was like thirty pounds, and I believe it was Karen Gillian had a oh no. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Nebula. Right. Yeah. Nebula had a yeah. carrier. Yeah. So in person. Yeah. Um, she had to carry his his body um when they were on nowhere. So it was it was a subtle thing, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. I have a couple that aren't on here. Um first off, we got Nathan Fillion, who yep. um, you know, he was actually in Guardians One. He voiced the big blue creature when they first enter the jail. Oh, um, oh yes, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I actually just saw an Instagram picture today that he was supposed to be in volume two, but they cut his scene. Uh, um number two, James Gunn's wife is in this movie playing the uh I guess security guard manager. Oh, is that like that's the, her? the yeah. Okay. Um because yeah, I, I saw like besides uh, who played Craglin? I think there was two other guns in this as well that were credited. Really? Well, I just thought there were a lot of guns in this yeah. movie. <laughs> Can we kick him out? Can we get rid of him? I, oh, I need him to boy. leave after that joke. <laughs> um. So there's that. Um. And then, uh, the. Woman who plays, uh, the pink, the pink woman, uh, she was from the Suicide Squad. She was the rat lady. Um, I don't know her name. Uh, you lost uh, me. Yeah, well, yeah, no. 
She was she was the pink she was the pink woman that that Star Lord tries to flirt with. I, I know, oh, know the character yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She uh she played the rat the rat girl in the the new Suicide Squad. I haven't seen it. Um, with John who, Cena and who uh, now? She like controls rats. It's weird. Oh, yeah, this is her. why DC is dog yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, I I've seen Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, and then Pete Davidson. <laughs> Pete Davidson was in this. He plays the uh, alien towards the end, like like he's like the full on like he looks like an alien alien. Yeah. Um, and then he also voices that ugly ass thing that Mantis like screams at, <laughs> um, which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, I think I think those are all the Easter eggs that I have. Or at least that that I can remember at the moment. That's about right. Yeah. yeah, I I think it was funny though that they made Cosmo an actual character. I know. Well, I love that. Well, you, the thing was actually you actually just reminded me of of that. This is another Easter egg. But the reason they they changed Cosmo from being a um, male to female. Was they were paying homage to the uh the actual first dog who went into space. Right, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought was I thought was very interesting and like it it's like a it was like a cool um side side yeah, side side uh note. Uh mm-hmm. actually one more thing, sorry. Um everybody thinks that the colored spacesuits were for Among Us, they were not. They were for 2001's A Space Odyssey. Um, but yeah, I wanted to clear that up. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about Among Us, to be honest with you. No, no, no. I just that's I what, just space that's, suits. That's, that's, what, like, that's, what everybody, like, that's what everybody thought when the cool, trailer first colored, came out. Yeah. Retro-futuristic spacesuits. That's exactly that's what, what I, I thought. So Yeah, no. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it, was a, it was a nod to uh, 2001's A Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see that. Um, but now let's jump into some of our critiquing segments here. Um, so we have movie ratings on websites. First up, we have IMDb giving this movie an 8.2 out of 10. Uh, interesting. Another similar one to that is Rotten Tomatoes giving us an 82%. And then finally wrapping it up, Metacritic with a low blow, 64%. What are Man, you thinking? That hurts. Yeah, but the user score on Metacritic was an 80. Okay. So it's different. I, on Metacritic, I'm more worried about, you know, the audience score yeah, than, like, the actual too. critics. Yeah. Because, like, the critics are big wigs that honestly pretend to care about movies. Yeah. And then don't really care about movies. Yeah. But and the then thing... they, they end up hurting the industry at the end, yeah, in my I know. opinion. You know, the, the thing that I found out recently about Rotten Tomatoes their percentage isn't people who thought it was like an 82 out of 100. It was 82% right. of people recommend the movie. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I never knew that. That's interesting. Somehow. But um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. What do we think of these scores? Do we agree or disagree? I agree uh, with... Yeah, if you want to go first, Vinny. I agree with IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic Yeah, pisses me off a little bit because this is just such a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and honestly, like both IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are pretty much the same score. Yeah, like if you think about it, eight point two out of ten is just eighty two percent. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. 
So I just I think they're low, if I'm being honest. I, I understand the whole okay. thing of, you know, superhero movies are all kind of the same in that sense, but I just think if you could talk about a perfect superhero movie, this one is is definitely in consideration for how it plays on the seriousness of the plot. It de- you know it continues to develop the characters and it has funny parts, which you always need some sort of like comic relief in the movie. You can't just be all seriousness with no yeah. like little breaks to break everything up. And I, I just think it was. I think that's it's low. I mean, I understand Marvel's movies in the last couple of uh, ones that they've have they have released haven't been necessarily great, but I think this was like a true superhero Marvel movie that like we have like uh, this is what yeah what they've been like holding back from us yes like this is what they wanted us to see after endgame but they didn't want to give it to us because they wanted to give us crap first and (laughs) just hungry for this i think i I think i enjoyed how they they subtly mentioned endgame it's not like they harped on it like the past movies have like oh i was you know i was dust for five years it's like yeah well shut up whatever yeah like this one was like this one was like yeah she came back to life her father killed her before and now we're this is where we're at now and it's like yeah i mean it's true like I know. that's all we really needed like we've seen the fucking movie yeah yeah you don't need to explain everything again so that was nice yeah so but, i'm um, happy about that and, yeah and we see it play out too it's not like it's inferred stuff it's not like they know that this happens it's right. like we see the ramifications of it because now Star-Lord needs to is interacting with Gamora who's from the past right but he's yeah. been through Not all this stuff with her and so yeah. how how is he like handling this and we see that play out through the entirety of this movie in fact we, we see him at the lowest point first yeah, yeah. And it just grows from there and it, it's just a perfect arc <laughs> for him because it just fits his character so well yeah yeah that no, was really awesome yeah, it's great, John. What do you think about these scores? I think they're I think they're pretty spot on. Metacritic's too low for me, but the the first two are like honestly pretty perfect um, for my scores. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Moving forward, uh, what's up next, Vinny? Uh, well, uh, up next is opening weekend budget, opening weekend, and overall earnings. Uh, but before we j- jump into that, how did we forget to mention this fucking huge Easter egg? The first f bomb was ever dropped. Oh yeah, movie. I forgot to put that in. I just felt like it was like, really known. Well, yeah, but like it's still, it's like it's like crazy. The first ever Disney Marvel f bomb was ever dropped in this movie. Yeah, and I thought cool. I thought it was so perfect too. <laughs> I lo- I love that scene, even though they like hinted at it during. Oh the my trailer. god! They, like, yeah. it was, dude, they put yeah. it. They put it on like Good Morning America. They put it on like Kimmel. <laughs> they put it everywhere. Yeah. Okay. It was so funny hearing it. Yeah. I did not know that. And that just went over my head as I was watching it. I had no idea. You didn't realize that that was the first? No. Yeah. That was the first F-bomb in, in like, Disney Marvel. I guess guess you could say the the actual MCU, not like Fox. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. there's Deadpool, there's uh, Logan, there's all those other movies that they have. Um, But the MCU, this was the first ever F-bomb. It was pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I Deadpool three scene. is the the first uh, rated R. 
is going to be the first rated R movie in the MCU. One thing that to kind of like steer off just a little bit for that is the fact that they they've been so fine with making Deadpool rated R, but they won't make Venom rated R, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah, like I want to see that motherfucker eat some people's heads off. Yeah, and, like, go go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't want to see him win. Nope, nope, never. nope. They they don't want to give the people what they want. I know. Of course not. Um, I guess but... China won't like that. <laughs> But uh, back to get to get back on track uh, for this movie, the budget was two hundred and fifty million dollars opening weekend. It made about half that with uh, coming in at one hundred and eighteen million dollars. And overall, so far, this is today. Yeah. To the to to this day, um, overall, it has made seven hundred and forty three million dollars. That is yeah. fucking nuts that's, and that's as of the 30th the 30th so of may yeah. so yeah wild it's done mm-hmm. super well i mean this movie was just phenomenal yeah i think i think it's only going to go up i think they'll maybe settle down at just under a billion i don't think it's going to crack a billion you don't think so i don't think no i, I think it might get close i i think i yeah because how how many more I mean, does it have in theaters? Probably like one two? or two at this point. Well, if you think about yeah. it, May fifth. Yeah, yeah, it's probably got about one or two weeks left. Yeah. But I don't know, like the initial wave of people seeing it after it first releases is like coming crashing down at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's all the rewatchers now, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, people that were like late to it. I mean, they kept. They kept a lot of movies pretty long in the theater. Like, I mean, they put Top Gun back in like five or six times. Dude, yeah. you know they put Puss in Boots in th- like they had Puss in Boots in theaters for like three months. <laughs> I bet you I could still find a showtime for Puss in Boots right now. Probably, Probably could. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, look how? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but now let's somewhat try and wrap this up we're, we're gonna move forward into our favorites um, oh my god dude it's playing at 11 a.m on saturday oh my god june 20 on saturday june 24th gallery Why the right fu- what where at gallery Rock, right rockaway oh rockaway yeah yeah oh my that's, god i'm like nuts. i'm like are you kidding me that's insane i'm sorry that movie came out last year yeah it's too much. Um, but moving into our favorites, uh, we'll let you you guys go first since you're our guest. So, Nick, if you want to give us your favorites first, favorite scene, and your favorite quote. So the favorite scene I wrote down was when it was uh, Groot and Star-Lord fighting on the high evolutionary ship in that like massive gunfight, which then led to them jumping off of it. I just thought it was great when, you know... Um, Group just grows all of those arms and just literally starts mowing people down yeah, and they dude, spin that around. Was so cool. That was peak. Yeah, and was then peak. uh and then when they jump off the ship and they're like gliding down and basically just use the uh I forget like the, the character's name, but the high evolutionary is like assistant as like a you know, to break their fall. Yeah. <laughs> that was I think awesome. it seems like recorder, hold on. Recorder Thiel. Okay. That's the character's name. Okay. Um but yeah, that like that whole scene, I think it was great. And then like obviously the aftermath of it, when they're like, "How'd you go off the ship?" And then Groot's like, "Oh, we jumped off." Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I thought it, I think it was even funnier because like Groot stood there for a while, like after Starlord jumped off and was like, 
<laughs> and then he just goes <laughs> and then just jumps yeah. off. But no, I I love that scene. I thought it was great. I thought it was like a, a really like good shot scene, uh, in terms of like just like the whole um like cinematography of it, like camera angles, everything like that, like the yeah. different movements of the camera. And then uh for my quote, I I picked uh names Rocket, Rocket Raccoon when he uses his oh. gravity boots that he teases in the beginning and blasts the high high evolutionary i was like that's gotta be one of the coldest name drops oh my god bro in the that history. was fucking i love great plants and payoffs in movies like yeah when the the card like when the movie first starts and you yeah. see that in his pocket i'm yeah. like oh, i wonder what that's gonna be for and then later yeah. on you see that where he rescues all the other subjects Oh, like, that was awesome! And then the gravity boots too. That, I gotta perfect. say, I gotta Every say, throughout this movie, I was in fucking tears. So was I. I think oh I yeah, I, at least three times. I, I at least didn't three times. have. I didn't have uh, tears in my eyes throughout like most of it. But when they, whenever they cut back to anything that had Rocket, Lila, Tease, and Floor, I was just like, I'm gonna fucking start crying. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So like, I think I first, I think I first uh, started crying when. Uh, when I see Lila get shot. Oh, oh that wasn't when I started. <laughs> I don't know. I, started... I, can't, I can't exactly remember, but I think it was, I think it was either when, uh, no, it might've been when Mantis was like, was like fucking rocket. Like, 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 like when beginning of the movie, where yeah, he's yeah, like, he's like, ble- he's like bleeding out. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, the second time was, uh, uh, when Lila got shot, and then all the other ones uh, got fucking murked as well. Um, yeah. And then the third time made me fucking like sob, where Rocket like pretty much dies, goes up, and he goes, "Oh my god!" He he asks, he goes, "Can I join you?" And oh my god, I was literally like sobbing. Yeah, I was like, I was like sitting next to my dad, like. <laughs> And that, that is why I'm glad there was only two other people in the theater when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. It's when... like you could literally ugly cry at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For real. When they throw him in the cage with all of them and he utters hurt, I'm like, oh, every time, dude. every time, no matter what. I know. It's so sad. Oh, um, but Jess, what about you? What's your favorite quote and your favorite scene? So my favorite scene was <laughs> when they were going to infiltrate the Orgoscope. Just the the colored spacesuits the way they get in and that whole sequence is just so great and the music playing too just makes it awesome yeah yeah that was it was really good it was so 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 many different good points of that like sequence of the movie so many Um, different great scenes though too yeah no honestly there really is there wasn't like one that I knew like the entire time writing the script, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite scene. I had to really like think about it. So I'm like, oh, right. this yeah. scene's really good. This scene's really good. There were a few. At like least I'm three. still, I'm still like thinking of different scenes, like because yeah. like I still got like five on my mind. Yeah, and yep. even for quotes, and too, also, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And also, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, we see Yondu again. Yeah. And Craig yeah. has to use the arrow again. That moment, like, really got to me. The heart, boy. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of and another. It works everyone yeah. in one second. 
which, which leads me into my favorite quote ah hell just the number of times it's said in the movie yeah and just like the timing and the placement of it is awesome because i i laugh every time i hear it that's true i'm just gonna start saying it (laughs) i just i just thought of another easter egg um judy uh judy or julie greer the the actress who plays um uh, Scott Lang's Ant Man's ex wife. She voices. Uh, oh. I think it's called like War Pig or something. What really? Yeah. Oh, she voices cool. one of the high evolutionary uh, things. Why did a baby just pop up on your screen, Jess? That actually freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it freaked me out. Um, but I think for my favorite scene, it's. Ah, this is so hard. I have so many. I think one, one hundred percent, is the hallway scene. One hundred percent. The second one that comes right after it is literally the final, like the final fight against them in the High Evolutionary. I that's, loved that's that. Cool. I loved how they all came together and literally just fucking beat the shit out of this guy, and he deserved it one hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. And then I think I have two favorite quotes. One is the same as yours, Nick. Name's Rocket. Rocket, raccoon. And then just fucking poof. And then uh, the second one is, is of course, I'm done running. And I just, I think, th- I think those are just perfect. And, and because this movie is all about Rocket. Mm-hmm. So, he, you know, the character development, seeing him, seeing him be like, I don't care if I die. I'm going to stop this motherfucker. Yeah. You know, seeing that, I, I think, I think it was just the perfect uh, culmination of of Rocket's story. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Um, for me, I was had a tough time finding my favorite quote, but at the end of the day, it was wasn't one particular line. It was a conversation between Drax and Peter Quill. Um, I didn't think my fair my favorite quote would be from Drax, but it was. So it's Drax saying, and we'll kill anyone who gets in our way. Peter says, no, not anyone. Drax says, kill a few people. Peter says, no, kill no people. Drax says, kill one guy, one stupid guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. And then Peter says, now you're just making it sad. (laughs) It's so good. That's my favorite conversation. That conversation conversation was great. Yeah. And then for me, my favorite scene was the corridor fighting scene. uh, Just the best shot scene in the entire film. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't get enough of that scene. It was just so good. And uh, I've watched this movie twice. And each time I watch it, you notice something different in that entire scene. Like you can focus on somebody else. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. So it's just there's so much going on that like no matter where you're looking, there's always action going on. So that's really, really awesome. Yeah. So. So I, like I said, I have the movie playing in the background uh-huh. and I have subtitles on because I haven't muted. And all I see in the subtitles is just Rocket Teeth's floor go now. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this hurts. <laughs> um, so that's it Pulling for that. Now, now we can move forward into our final rankings. Yeah. Um, We'll go reverse order, I guess, now. So we'll end with Nick. Um, so for me, I feel like this movie was a great complement of emotion, comedy, drama, and action. 
it wasn't necessarily perfect, but it was something for everybody to enjoy. I feel like there are different aspects that we all really loved. Um, but for me, out of the four rankings, I'm going to give acting a 7.5. It was good. It wasn't great. Um, plot, I'm giving an 8. It's a unique story, but it's not like rock solid. Um, the rewatchability, it was that's important to me because uh, I like to rewatch certain movies every now and then. Uh, so this I'm giving an 8, which is pretty high for me. Um, and overall, I'm giving this movie an eight. Really fun watch. Um, wasn't fantastic. Wasn't perfect by any means, but it's something I'd definitely, definitely love to see again. Yeah. Um. So for me, I'm going acting uh, with an eight. I think everybody did their jobs fantastically. I really do. Uh, especially Bradley Cooper. Oh, my God. Bradley Cooper was fucking phenomenal in this movie. Um. Especially, like, like even though he plays, uh, you know, he doesn't even play the raccoon. He just voices it. But like, you can still feel and hear the emotion in his voice every single time that he voices this character. And it's phenomenal. And, and he did a fantastic job with it. Um, Plot. uh, I'm going with a nine. I think this plot was fantastic. I loved every second of this plot. Uh, Rewatchability nine. I, I will continuously rewatch this movie when once it comes on disney plus i will rewatch it again i'm rewatching it right now and i will continue to rewatch this i think i think this movie was was amazing um and overall nine i think i'm just so overly happy with how this movie came out because we've gotten so many shit projects before this that i'm just I'm just overwhelmed with, with like happiness of this. I went into this movie expecting so much disappointment and I came out, I just came out with this fucking masterpiece in my opinion. If, if I can jump in for a second, that's why my score isn't a nine. I feel like our scores are skewed because it's the first decent project that we've received in a couple, I don't want to say a couple of years, but it's been a while. So I feel like we can't just praise this one movie as being one of the best of all time marvel when it was good it's just been better than everything else that we've received recently tv shows and movies etc so i i can't give it i can't put it on a pedestal i think that i i understand where you're where you're coming from but it's uh, to me it's not just because it's the you know the best marvel movie to come out recently i just i honestly loved the entire aspect of the uh of this movie you know the plot rocket's backstory seeing that um, all the character development that went on throughout this movie, uh, even Adam Warlock's character development throughout this movie, you know, you see a lot of that come out uh, as well. And I, I think, I think a lot of, I think these guys acted a lot better in this movie than they did in, in previous ones. Um, also, you got to give props to the high evolutionary. Holy shit. His acting was yeah, phenomenal. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? He was <laughs> insane. I would love to see him as the new Kang if if it comes down to it, but uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see at what happens and where that leads. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, one of the better performances there, because like the whole time I said to myself, like this dude is actually a psychopath. Uh-huh. He was more menacing than Kang. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Ten million times yeah. better. I literally I watched an interview and. 
and he said that one of the one of the like people like one of the crew members came up to him and was like don't don't fucking talk to me for like a week or like his his like a, his like agent saw the movie and was like don't fucking talk to me for like a week <laughs> just because of how like you know how he treated rocket and and like you know how how he made his character be portrayed and i yeah. it was just fantastic <laughs> So, for acting, I give this a solid eight. Everyone, better jobs. They did a great. Hey, you know, not much to improve upon there. Plot, I give eight and a half. It's a good plot. I just wish Adam Warlock was either not put in or done more with. Because, thank you. Like, like we said, uh, thank I mean, you. Not to be able, that's that's acceptable. Because, like. Again, he starts the plot, disappears for most of it, and then shows up again at the end. That's fair. And I, honestly, just I wanted more from it. Yeah, it's I know. like I felt like they made it a big point before the movie came out, but now it just kind of blew up in our face. Yeah, yeah. And then rewatchability, I give a seven five, just because I know for some moments in it, I'm gonna look at it differently mm-hmm. like some of the i hate to say cringier dialogue kind of like threw me a little bit when i was watching it so watching it again okay. might make me react a little less than i did but overall i get it's an a5 solid it's, honestly it's a great movie it's a Tragedy and comedy and a great action adventure film. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so, um, for my final rankings, I had the acting at an eight. I think they uh they did a fantastic job uh all around for the whole cast of the just not only the Guardians themselves but just other actors in the movie uh, in the movie. I think they did fantastic. The plot, I gave it a nine. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys basically all talked about the same points that I, I would have thought I was going to talk about too, in terms of just how great the plot was of the film. And I, I really think that it was just great. I think it did such a fantastic job in, um, just telling Rocket's backstory, showing honestly, and showing like, like seriously how fucked up it was and how, yeah insane that like that like all was and i think they did a great job tying that into rocket developing as a character and fully becoming rocket raccoon um the rewatchability i gave it an eight um when this honestly comes out on disney plus i'll probably rewatch again i also am a weirdo and still collect blu-ray so i'll probably add it to my blu-ray collection as well that's cool Um, i i used to do that i I used to own i think i own almost Every Marvel movie up until oh god, uh, I can't think. But like I used to for almost every year for my birthday, I used to get one. I used to get every single disc. I I tried to start collecting the Marvel ones, then I was like, "There's way too many, and we're paying for Disney Plus. That's never gonna, yeah. ha- that's never not gonna have them." So I was like, "I might as well just do that." And I so I get yeah. like certain ones. I want um, the whole 
have you guys ever seen the like the box of the yeah. infinity saga? saga yeah and yeah. like it literally is like the fight uh in uh, end game i want it yeah, i want it cool. so bad i will pay so much money for that <laughs> and um overall I, I i gave it a nine i thought it was just absolutely fantastic and uh like we said yes it was the best marvel project to come out in probably the last like two two years i'd say three two maybe. and a half yeah i'd say i i'd say only about a year because no way home was really good oh yeah that well that's what i was gonna say like no way home for me is like top primarily because like i i'm a huge spider-man fan and yeah. like like seeing yep. that seeing like you know 20 years of cinematic history come together all in one film was absolutely fantastic so right it's like right under that though for me in terms of like the like right now those are those are without a doubt like two of the like two of the best marvel movies that like i've seen like almost ever uh in terms of like standalone films because obviously there's the whole avengers and right infinity yeah. war and endgame are two of the best movies ever so yeah well i mean that's, that's pretty much it wraps yeah. it up um Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you boys for coming on the show. Um, Thank you. I know. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I know we really don't do double guests, but I think, uh, I think it was perfect. I think it worked it, out well. I think it worked Honestly, out really yeah. well. Thank you. Um, Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, plug your, plug your stuff. So I host uh, two podcasts, the Cosmonaut podcast and Devives podcast. Go check out both of those and check out Insomnia Media online. Ooh. You can find Devives podcast on there. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Jess Carfellow on Instagram, no spaces. And yeah, that's my plug. So I host uh, Devils of the Deke. It's Devils of the Deke on Instagram um, as well and Twitter. Uh, I also stream a little bit on YouTube. You can check that out. Um, the My YouTube uh, channel is CGC, CGC schnoz go check that out i've been playing through resident evil and dead space and if you want to follow my personal instagram it's just nick scortino uh 23 and you can go check it out and see all of the random shit that i do throughout the day <laughs> um yeah so i mean all that stuff is going to be linked in the description right john yeah um <laughs> If, Ooh, we'll if, if it's not if it's not yell at him don't yell at me no, it'll be there don't worry guys i'll take care of it um <laughs> but you can also to keep up with our socials which john has been slacking on uh follow fact. us on instagram at one shot movie podcast official follow us on tiktok at one shot movie podcast follow us on twitter at one shot movie pod follow us on facebook at one shot movie podcast um don't forget to get your merch. We'll have to update the website uh, in our link tree. Yeah, um, take care of that. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Uh, discount code for this episode will be Rocket. Rocket. Okay. I think Rocket is the uh, best. I like that best code to give out especially for this movie um yeah. so make sure you go use that code for 15 percent off your order um if you want to follow john and i on our our uh personal instagrams you can uh mine is savetta 
twelve, twelve, I think. I don't even know my own Instagram. Uh, that's C I V E T T A twelve twelve. Um, John. Uh, mine's just J underscore. It'll be in the description. I'll put everything down below. But um, John thank is you guys. graduating. Uh, yeah. technically today. Yeah, technically it's midnight now. So I'm graduating um, college. Jesus morning. H Christ. So so John is graduating. Everybody wish John uh congratulations in the comments. This is not coming out. Uh he will be uh graduated by then. But uh congrats, John. Unfortunately, I'm not um, here it is. What? What are you right looking? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. I know I said I was gonna be there, but parking is like way too expensive. It's too expensive, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Um so, so unfortunately. Yeah. I'll not be there, but you know, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I support you. Um, thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been a fun ride during this episode. Um, yeah. Next episode is coming out Monday, June 19th. That's a wrap.